are recording. Hello, everyone. This is episode nine of Keltara Primal. For us, it's been about, I don't know, two months. So I don't know how what the schedule is going to be for uploading this. It's probably going to be immediate. But um, yeah, we're back. And um, I think we'll just kind of jump right into it. Uh, last session, you guys uh, ended up going to the small village of Nunavut. Um, you looked around a little bit, got the uh, lowdown on what was around town by the uh, snow tail. Excuse me, the snow raiders, um, a guard force that kind of encountered you guys on the outskirts of the village and led you in. Um, you guys bought some supplies and uh, other things that you could manage. But you were kind of stopped at the general at the um, at the magic shop um, <clears throat> by a uh, minotaur known as Millie Masoko, uh, Mosco, excuse me. Um, she seems to be very upset and distraught, and after a little bit of prying, a little bit of asking, she's lost. You you find that she has lost her pet badger, known as um, as she called it, Pookie. Or as uh, the astute of you would recognize, Pookie Rottlesbottom the Third. Um, being the kind souls that you are, and totally not being uh, uh, motivated by the fact that maybe with the return of her pet, that you will uh, potentially get. Um... Sorry about that. I need to turn my phone off. I should get removed for that. Um, you decided that maybe by returning her pet or informing her of the fate may allow her to move on and continue stocking her shop so you may buy supplies for your arduous trek that is sure to be in front of you. So, um, you all have just uh, finished buying your things. I believe you, we left off with you leaving town, following some tracks. So, headed tracks are headed north out of the town. Um... And as you come up over the top of the ridge, you find that it, again, the wind kind of blows, it gets cold, and just things, it's just, it's just a very, um, it's a very inhospitable feeling to it as you leave the kind of safety of the village. Um, you're kind of, you kind of get the feeling that as you kind of look back behind, you see a little village tucked away in this kind of bowl shape that it's very well protected from the elements there and um, just getting over the edge kind of makes it harder to survive or function so um, and as you get over the lip you notice that the easy to find tracks due to the snow and blizzard they seem to have disappeared into the kind of wastes up north what do you all do? Uh, well First things first, I'm assuming that I'm probably riding with Kyra, so I'm gonna I'm going to implant one of my mesmerist tricks in her for later. And which trick is that gonna be? <laughs> well, the next time she attacks something, she's gonna have a little illusory fox to to flank with. Okay, I remember that one. All right. That's awesome. I guess we should just continue following it, and I'll keep a hold uh, on you. Oh yes, I'm. I'm going to bury, burrow deep into whatever cape you happen to be wearing. Get out of that way. I think it was like the ice wolf-like cape or something like that. So it's very fuzzy. Yeah, I, I don't know if you had made a cape out of it, but regardless, is um, Kyra is a very fluffy character, and so. 
burrowing into her, uh, burrowing kind of into her side and under her arm and just kind of under some of the cloaks and heavy clothing that you guys were gifted to by Tia, you, um, you find yourself pretty easily warm. Excellent. All according to plan. I'm just gonna cast the digitation to warm my clothes constantly. So you're like wearing small, tiny, the tiny wizard hat and just like no cloak or warm clothes. Oh no, I'm wearing uh, fashionable, reasonable clothes, but uh, they feel like they've just been microwaved. (laughs) (laughs) So Otto is a fucking college student now. (laughs) So I'm going to try sweeping... Uh, you said the tracks are becoming a little bit more like harder and harder to track. Yeah, they just from you were able to follow them just from your uh, you know just from from just your general trained eye out of the town. But as you left, you realize that you're gonna have to take a closer look if you want to try to keep following them. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of brush away some of the light snow that's kind of blowing around uh, to kind of get to that thicker snow beneath and. Uh, attempt to keep following those tracks. Alright, go ahead and give me a survival roll, Indra. It's only been two months. I remember your names, I promise. <laughs> I'm not looking at my reference sheet at all. Um, that is 29. 29! Well, with a little bit of a quick brush and a little bit of a flick of your wrist, you may easily figure out that the tracks continue on. Um, it does look like as you guys continue in uh, Indra leading the way, um, uh, the tracks are joined by another set, um, and you can see this kind of depressions in the snow. It's really your trains; so you're able to see it. Everyone else thinks you're just kind of staring at nothing, but you see kind of like the minor depressions that haven't been wiped away by the blizzard. Fairly recently, you see that somebody else had approached the tracks, and there had been some sort of a scuffle. Um, and it's just there's enough depressions that like there's like back and forth. Struggle, and then um, there was the same set of tracks, the badger tracks that are very large, by the way, and mm-hmm. um, something kind of large—not large-ish, but maybe medium creature-sized—being uh, dragged along with it. Okay. Um, is do I notice any blood? Um, you don't really notice any blood. You dig down a little bit. Um, after and after a little bit, you kind of see that there's a. There's a definite kind of like red tinge to the snow as you get deeper under the snow that's already fallen. It looks like it's been kind of diluted by the blizzard, but you can see it's come kind of red. Okay. Uh, going forward following, I'll kind of use that as another like, yeah, follow the footprints, but also in any spots where it's hard to tell, also kind of watch for blood trail. All right, so you guys continue forward, uh, following Indra's direction until, after a while, you reach um, you reach the entrance of what looks to be an ice cave. Um, the wind's kind of howling and whipping in like a really um, eerie manner as like the vortexes of wind across the mouth of the cave just kind of make harmonics that are just frankly disturbing. Um, what do you guys do? Oh, I am going to cast Detect Psychic Significance. 
to see if there is anything psychically significant within 40 feet. <laughs> so, let me see. Uh, let me take a look at my notes. Anything psychically significant? Mm, I'm going to go with no. You do not see anything psychically significant. In that case, I sneeze loudly. Um, Kyra, under your cloak, you feel a sudden burst of cold and wet as uh, Sola sneezes on you. Um, oh, dear. Well, at least it can be washed out. Do you need a tissue? I cast press digitation and clean it out. Well, that solves my problem. (laughs) Snot just goes slicking off to the snow. It's not an issue. (laughs) Uh, Jeez. I'm not going in first. I'm just going to say that right out loud. (coughs) Uh, Intro will nod and say be Uh, very careful because these... Any place out here can be used, that can be used for a shelter is bound to harbor something. Whether or not it's our little badger friend or something larger. Uh, I make a thought bubble turn up that goes, I'll scout it out. I'm good at being sneaky. Okay, well, why don't you take a quick look into there and then come back and let us know what you see. Uh, I can right. also send it in the in Crouton if that would be any help. It's not very smart. Well, I guess that's up to you, Sola. What do you think? Uh, you know, what? you can both go. I got a thirty-six stealth. All right. Well, um, you're, are you going to send Crouton in along uh, with him? Oh you. yes, I am going to send him in here as a go ahead and stealth. Stealth, stealth, stealth. Here you go. Oh, that was a really low low roll. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Need to take a look at this. By the way, uh, is you notice that Kabola has been avoiding my general direction for all day? We'll see later if it comes up. Also, I make sure to drag my tail behind me so that I cover my tracks as I go. <laughs> Alright. So, um... So, Sola, you, um... You creep in, um, you clear... You, you see that, um, uh... That Crouton is doing his best to stay uh, hidden, but is clearly not too used to trying to hide in a snowy background, especially since he's not snow-colored. But you being kind of a whitish fox and small, you know how to keep yourselves quiet and silent. Um, The cave isn't particularly big, maybe 300, 400 feet long. It kind of opens up into a minor cavern at the end. Um, Let me look at my dimensions. The cavern looks to be about... 35 by 60 feet wide. Um, ceilings are about 15, 20 feet tall with a couple of pillars in the middle. Um, you see that there's a lot of blood scattered around or in this um, uh, in this cavern. 
But you don't see any signs of animals, or no signs that they're there. All you really see is that there's just kind of blood and scrape marks on the ground, but you don't see any, like, this cave does not appear to have an exit, doesn't appear to have anywhere to um, go to. And um, all that you all you see um, is in the center of the cave, two large-looking chests. Hmm. Well, I'm going to do this scouting thing properly. I'm going to go around the uh, kind of the outer wall and sniff around and see if I can't pick up anything that's not immediately obvious. Give me a perception With... check. Yeah, I got a 17 perception. Not as good as it is I am at sneaking. Uh, I'm going to do a perception as well with the crouton. Yep. Go ahead with crouton. All right, uh, how much information can Crouton send to you? Uh, he has uh, animal instincts. He, okay, he can basically understand that something is up, but not really put in words. Okay, so let's start with Sola. Sola, you sniff around, and you, I mean, you're a fox, so you understand, you know, scents and things like that. And you definitely smell like there was a badger here. There was a big one, big stinky badger, um... And you can smell a lot of blood, and just kind of all masked by this kind of cold in the ground. Um, Otto Crouton, as it as he kind of looks around, you get the sensation of nervousness, of kind of fear from him, like he's being he like he's thinks he's being watched by a predator, like you know that kind of like oh no, I need to be wary. Okay, aim for the rest of the group that uh, I'm picking up something. There's some sort of threat in there. Uh, nothing. There's no action yet, but uh, we should be cautious. Uh, ready to rush in in case. Uh, I'm not going to approach those chests. Instead, I'm going to head back out. All right. So you head back out. Um, does Crouton head back out uh, with him, Otto? Uh, I'm gonna make another stealth check and uh, hide him in the ceiling. Alright, go ahead and roll for that. Stealth, there we go. That's much better. There you go. Crouton just kind of vanishes himself into the ceiling, effectively invisible. Uh, Sola, you pop back out to the rest of the group, ready to report. I kind of look at the group consider doing this in thought bubbles kind of shake my head a bit and sneeze again and uh, a image of the room appears before them an illusory picture of the room and I'll just take them through my memory of walking walking around the room in the chests since this is sort of minor illusion I don't think you can get super detailed with it but they get an idea for the room's kind of large. Um, what you guys can gather from it is that there's it's large and there's something that Sola is perturbed about in the center. That she's um, marking as like, hey, this is unusual. This is probably not safe. But and she kind of get the feeling that she looked around the entire room and that she is she thinks that the badger was in there. It's kind of what you get from her kind of slide here you know a slideshow uh of uh pictures and images uh, okay. yes yeah, sola uh didn't you pick up any danger i 
I crewed on Claire picked up there was something dangerous in there. Uh, remembering that my speech bubbles can only do like two or three words at the moment. <laughs> uh, I, I make one pop up that says chests odd. Nope. Okay. We're heroes, so we... Okay, now you think about it, it kind of seems like a trap for heroes. But... Possibly. Um, uh, I make my thought bubble pop up and say, and words going that says, that's what she said. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't get it. Tough crowd. I will take the head of the group and kind of, how large is this cave? Is this something like Kabolo can actually enter? Or... Yeah, Kabolo can easily enter this. This is about the, the cave entrance and like kind of tunnels about 20 feet across, so Kabolo can easily fit through it. Okay. Uh, if it's possible, I'd like to climb back up into my warm, happy place. Yeah. You did a good job. <laughs> um, I will kind of... What time of day is it? Um, it's kind of getting to be like afternoon, late afternoon at this point. You guys kind of arrived kind of morning, mid-morning, and then kind of spent some time shopping and other things. Okay. I will pull out a torch real quick and light it, and then hand it to Otto. Uh, yeah. And I guess I carry this. And I'll just kind of say, you know, um, uh, follow behind me. I'll enter in first, but we're definitely going to need some light in there. I never like entering caves. You never know what's creeping around in the shadows. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm going to cast light on the cloak that I'm currently bundled up in. Um, Kyra, you're kind of surprised as uh, your cloak suddenly goes whoomp and lights up very brightly on your body. I'm getting the sense that lots of things will start to happen now that I have my fox companion here. <laughs> Got a fox companion without taking an animal feat. It's like the best <laughs> of both worlds. Alright, so what's the uh, marching order? It's wide enough you guys can all fit side by side if you really wanted to. Hmm. I push Otto in first. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm staying behind at least uh, two people. Um, well, I, I guess like I could mount Kabolo, have Sola with me, and Indra to the side, and then Otto, you can be behind us, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got... So Indra's in front, Otto is off to the side of Kabolo, and Otto's behind, and we've got Kyra and Sola riding Kabolo. Is that right? Remind me to get a custom saddle when we get to town. You could ride. You could get a custom saddle on uh, Kabolo's horns and ride in a little hammock. I can sew a sack in on the side of the saddlebag. Yeah, that's true. Like big enough one. All right. Um, so you guys walk into this cave, kind of being careful. And as you approach, you see the same thing that Sola did. You know, lots of blood spatters everywhere, kind of scuffle. 
And you see the same two large chests. Maybe about... I want to say 15 feet apart from each other. Is there any other smells in the cave? Um, Give me a perception check, Kyra. Weird. Oh, I found my dice. Okay. That is a... 17. 17. You pick up about what um, Sola and Crouton did. Just smell of a badger, just kind of smell like you know, some big, heavy animal and blood. Not really much else. Uh, I'll make a pop bubble turn up that says check for traps. Uh-huh. And I'll, I'll like punk my head out from under the hood and like look at the chests suspiciously. Before responding... Uh, can I make some uh, some or a perception check to kind of scout the ceiling and along the walls above us? Yeah, go ahead and make a perception check, Indra, to kind of look at the ceiling and walls and see what you can discern. 17 on the die. And that is a... What the hell? Perception. That's 28. Sweet. All right. 28. Um, you kind of take a second and you look up and down the walls and the ceiling and this cave doesn't look like it was like melted. It looks like maybe ice had moved and shifted around from like an avalanche and just had gotten packed over the years and made this kind of cave to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks pretty sturdy as far as you can tell. Um, you can see like different places where animals have tried to burrow through or tried to you know stay, stay, um, stay warm. It seems like this is a cave that's not like the home of any specific animal but just kind of like a stopping point for a lot of different animals. Okay, but I don't see anything awaiting to murder us? No, you... Actually, what did you say you got? You said 29? Yeah. Or, okay, I yeah. 28. Yeah, you don't You don't see anything at all. Okay. I see nothing. I'm blind? No, you don't see any animals awaiting to murder you, which mm-hmm. is what you were looking for. <coughs> all right. <coughs> Sorry, I'm coughing. Uh... As you kind of make this speech bubble, like, to check for traps, um, I'll kind of nod a little nervous because I don't know how much a small fox is capable of, but uh, I'll kind of step off to the side a little bit and let you move forward. Well, I I will come out of the... the, uh the glowing uh, you know glowing cape once more looking a little bit sad to be doing that mm. but I'll, I'll approach the the, uh, the chests keeping a, a wary eye open and then I'll check them for traps uh, I'll do a quick uh, detect magic on them as well alright so let's see checking for traps do a perception check sola and you are doing detect magic. Auto, you do detect magic, and you don't sense any magical presence from these chests. Actually, you do. There is a small magical from like within the chest. There is a small magical presence from inside um, the rightmost chest. Uh, which chest are you checking, Sola? There's a left one and a right one. I'll check the left one first, and I got an 18 total. All right, um, Sola, you come up to this uh, chest, 
Um, you look it over, kind of looks very large, wooden, and heavy. You feel like you could probably fit, I mean, like, just ballpark, probably a regular-sized person in there. Um, it's pretty unremarkable. It looks pretty dinged up and dented. It does have one unique feature. Um, there is, like, a brass plate right on the front, like, right by the lid. And it says... S W O L E number one. Uh, I I will look over at the others and I'll raise one paw up and make a come hither motion with it. What do the rest of you do? I stay where I am. I'll move forward. Uh, Yeah, I'll move forward. Sorry. Uh, I'll put a paw onto the uh, onto the plaque because I don't know what it means, but maybe they do. Sola, I need you to give me a reflex save. Uh, I got a seventeen. Seventeen. All right, um, Sola. As you reach up your paw to gingerly, and just kind of you know, like what 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 is this? What what is this thing? Um, with a sudden flash, you feel your paw hit something sticky. The metal plate is sticky, and just with a flash, you you pull your paw back, and then you kind of notice that above the metal plate, two small little dots are suddenly visible. And as you uh, are kind of, you kind of just recoil like suddenly, um, two heavy, muscled, ripped arms burst out of the sides of the chest, um, and it, the chest itself suddenly sprouts from the ground on two small, stubby legs, and it cracks its knuckles. Um, just to the le- right of you guys, the second chest also you hear. Poof, as it does a similar fashion, and it also cracks its knuckles. You guys need to all roll initiative. Uh, the little thought bubble comes up and goes, Oh. I know exactly which image. Yeah, those are the images. I've seen them. As <laughs> he found that, and I'm like, this needs to be the mimic fight they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the brawler uh, mimics. <laughs> All right, let's see. These things, I did not put their HP down there. All right. Let's get all these initiatives figured out. Oh, yeah. Try not to mess it up. Click my icon. So Turn order is up. Control U. Let's see, what is that thing? Oh, that thing's gone. Um, that's not your icon anymore, Sola. Uh, you just got... Whoa, Risotto with the speed there. Indra with 19. Uh, Kyra with a 14. Um, Sola, what did you say you got? 20. Alright, same one as before. Um, these uh, things no, I just there. filled it in myself. Oh. I did not get that one. Do twenty plus that, and that was a crit fail on that one's initiative. So that's uh, yeah, he he's going last. All right, sort by descending. <clears throat> um, Sola, what is your bonus to dexterity? 
my bonus to dexterity is currently plus five. Plus five. All right, you will go first. Uh, you, well, you go first before this mimic. Um, but first up is Otto with the twenty-five. Next up is um, Sola. Okay. First of all, uh, what would I need to roll to identify this? Um, you're gonna need to roll knowledge. I'm gonna go dungeoneering. This is probably a dungeoneering one. Twenty-seven. Right. Um, your suspicions are, um, are are found to be correct. These are mimics. Um, not like usual mimics you're used to seeing, but are you used to heard of? But um, you know that they. Uh, one of the things that is very dangerous about a mimic is that they are covered in a invisible, well, not invisible, but clear adhesive. And if you get touched by a mimic, um, you can stick to it, and it becomes very difficult to get them um, unstuck. You also know that mimics can take the form of many common objects and uh, are very hard to detect, um, just in their natural state. Okay, I relay that information that... Uh, uh... Be careful when hitting them. Your weapons and and or paws would probably get stuck. Uh, let me see. Uh, I assume Crouton is uh, still on the ceiling. Yeah, Crouton is where you see him on the ceiling. He is invisible. Okay, good. All right. I am. Uh, while I say, uh, say that information, my voice kind of pitches up, and I'm gonna unleash an ear-piercing scream. <laughs> On uh, the let me see, and I'm gonna heighten that so it's plus two the DC on uh, this one over here, the one close to me. Fortitude fifteen. They have a fort that, so that's just gonna be a straight there. So um, it's a DC seventeen then. Oh, he fails his re- he fails his fort save. So he one takes one sonic is stunned. He takes a single sonic damage, and he is. Dazed for yeah, dazed for one round. So yeah, he is dazed. Which let me go double check the dazed condition. I believe that's pretty. Uh... He can uh, defend himself, yeah. but he can't take actions. Okay, so yeah, he just basically has to sit there. If he doesn't, yeah, go to give it to me. All right, cool. Um, Sola, you're up. Uh, Sola scampers away. But All then right, she yeah. starts staring at this one. All right, you stare at the right, uh, the right chest, and as you see, the brass plate on it also says "Swole Number Two. Uh, I am going to cast my spell upon it. Okay. Force it to make a will save. All right, will save from the mimic. All right, what's your DC? My DC is 15. All right. Um, unfortunately, this mimic does it, succeed on its will save. It is not full of unnatural lust for its companion. <laughs> oh, boy. I feel like that's the start of some fanfiction somewhere. All right. Uh, so you moved and did that. All right. Now it is the right Oh, most. wait. That thing took a negative two to its will save. Because I was staring at it. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. So you said it was, uh, the DC was 15? That's right. He still makes it, even with a minus two. Curse it. 
wasn't by much, but he still, still makes it. All right, so what's he going to do? Um, Did you tell us that they're sticky, or would my character realize that? <coughs> um, I believe I... Otto shouted something out like that, that they are very sticky. Yeah, I remember now. You said uh, you mentioned weapons and paws. Okay. Yep. Um, this one is going to... I know, go double check that he's got his... You can probably wrap your hands in some cloth, and if you... If the sticks, you can just let go of it. Alright, um, this mimic here, he's going to take a five-foot step forward, and, uh, he's going to hit you, Indra, with a slam attack. What is your AC? Um, I think I'm flat-footed right now, because I haven't acted yet. Flat-footed would be uh, 15. All right. Fucking two. Jesus. (laughs) The one time. The one time I can hit you. (laughs) All right. Um, This mimic pulls itself forward and just takes one of its big fists and swings it towards you. And even being flat-footed, you can tell its form is terrible. Man, for you, you fought chests. You fought other chests that are worse than this. (laughs) And uh, so you take a step back as it just swing and a miss. All right. So Um, yeah, when he swings, I still gain all of my monk like reflexes. So it's almost just like natural pains incoming move. Oh god. Yeah. All right. That was it for that one's turn. It's your turn now, Indra. (laughs) All right. Uh, Seeing him step up, I'm going to. Look at him and uh, kind of processing a few things. I will grab the top of my uh, pack kind of behind me and go, all right, let's see how this goes. And I will throw my tent over it and let it cover up all that sticky adhesive bullshit. All right, let me go look up a rule here because this is improvised a little bit. Um, this fight is intense. Yep, I'm gonna say <laughs> let's go. Let's make uh, make a ranged make a ranged attack, Indra. Uh, Twenty-four. Twenty-four. All right. Well, I would say that he is in, that it is entangled. As uh, you throw this, you easily hit that AC, <laughs> and um, it is now entangled in this pack of just this tent of just nightmares. <laughs> and I'll kind of <coughs> sorry slide into my jabbing style, uh, kind of glancing back and forth to the two that I, are surrounding me, and I'll be like, "This one should be fine to hit for a little bit. Lay into it." Uh, gesturing to the one that is now covered in a tent. Alright. That brings us to Kyra. What are you going to do, Kyra? Um, I'll have to... Well, I could buy you a new tent and set it on fire. Or I could focus on the other one. Uh, you could... Li- I mean, I'm okay with buying a new tent. <laughs> Let me see. I think I still have to would cast it is the thing. 
Let's see. I have. Uh, I can cast Sun Metal and ignite it, but I don't know if I can attack with it. Um. If it's standard action, you don't have time to attack with it. Mm, yeah, casting time one standard action. It, I don't think this would apply here because they're not um, wielding a weapon. I'm wielding a weapon. Oh, damage is the... Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, you could totally cast that on yourself and it'd be like a prep thing. Yeah, I'll probably do that. I'm sorry about your tent in the future. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Kyra speaks some divine words and runs her paw down her sun spear and a uh, golden light, of, a golden flame appears up and down its length as her spear lights on fire. Um, you still have a move action, Kyra. I guess I can have uh Kabola charge onto it while I'm casting and just do it for half. Uh, he could five foot step in full round. Oh, um did you net the one closest to us? Yeah, yep. the one just is just above you. You he is uh, entangled. Okay. Well, I guess I'll do that and use the full rounds for him. All right, let me go double check. So for Kabolo, that means Two hooves and a gore. Yep. So it's uh, one roll at plus four, two rolls at minus one. Okay. That is 13 for the first hit. one. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, is 15. Oh. 15. So second, that one, second one does not hit, but I need to look up a thing really quick. Minus two days. Actually, the 15 will hit. And this one is um, 13. 13 will Did not 13 hit. 13 already? Yeah. Nice. Uh, uh, that thing will take one additional damage because I'm staring at it. All right. So... <laughs> So, Kyra, go ahead and roll. your The damage for this one is 1d6. Uh, 6. Damn. Kyra bringing... Uh, Kabolo bringing... Tries to stab it with a horn, but just kind of gets caught and tangled up in a and the ninja's tent and you just hear tearing and ripping sounds from the tent and then uh Kavolo misses again stomping on a piece of the tent ripping it further and finally just you hear like a as it um hits the top of the chest nice and hard and you hear a little like small ah! as you hit it all right um this one doesn't fucking do anything because he is dazed he's no longer dazed after this bring it back to the top of the round with auto uh, I'm gonna take out uh, the heavy crossbow I recently got, handling it like uh, a piece of equipment I barely know how to use. I aim and fire at uh, the one I dazed earlier. Go ahead and make your ranged attack roll. Where is that? Wrong shit. Bam! Ooh, Damn. nice. Damn, was that a confirm? Is that, a, is that a total of four? Uh, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it looks like it. All right, 21. So you automatically hit, but it is not a confirm, unfortunately. Um, you pull up your heavy crossbow with a gun like, 
and uh, you fire and hear within you, you all hear a fuck as the large bolt flies out and just jams itself deep into this um, deep into this chest. Good work, oh. Otto. Uh, also, I'm gonna move a little bit uh, over here. <laughs> Go and hide. Oh Sola. shit, that worked. <laughs> Sola, you're up. Yeah, I'm, I'm a slink closer to this, and uh, and uh, I'm gonna change the object of my stare to the other one, and. You know what? Let's cast one more level one spell. What could it hurt? No. It's a will save. And minus two. Alright. Uh, 1d20 plus that much. Um, what was the save again? It's 15. This mimic does not make it save. Oh, that's cool. It finds the situation that it's friend in hilarious. Matter of fact, it might start laughing hideously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is it? I assume that means it can take no actions. Uh, it falls prone and can take no actions. It's too busy laughing. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, let me look at something. Um, this mimic cannot fall prone, but it will be, it's, it's round will be taken up as its meaty heavy fist points at its partner stuck in a, in a tent and getting stomped on and it's just, <laughs> as it just spends its turn laughing. All right. Um, anything else? Sola, you moved and you cast your spell. That, that's all I got. All right. Uh, now to the one in the tent. Let's see what I can do here. Okay. Yeah, he, he, he doesn't have very many options, so he is going to make a strength check. So let me see what that strength bonus is for him. I, think I mean, that... judging by the giant swole arms... Yep, he makes it. So you, um, the tent flails around a little bit. You just see the big arms kind of underneath it, and you see they they grab hold of it and you just hear this loud, loud tearing sound in the wood of like you know the both like you know the bars and things like that cracking and splintering as it rips itself out. Just, and uh, that's um that's its round because that's a full round action to do that. <laughs> Indra, you're up. Well. I was really hoping that it wouldn't do that. <clears throat> or at least succeed in that. Hmm. Okay. Um. Well, here comes the fun part then, I guess. Uh, I'm going to attempt to full round this thing. <laughs> Alright, you better have your reflex saves ready. Every single attack will require a reflex save additionally. Sounds good. I like my reflex save. Alright, so the first attack is... That is... 26. That hits. Alright, I'm just going to roll all the attacks real quick. Yep. Um, 18. That hits. And do I crit on a 19? No, fuck. I don't know why I thought that. Um, 
That's a 19 on the die, so that hits. Alright, that also hits. Okay, reflex saves. Um, first one is going to be... 19. That'll make it. That will be... 18. <laughs> that will barely make it. And that is a 17 on the die. Um, that still makes it. All three of those barely make it. Okay. <coughs> so, let me remember what the hell that is. <laughs> Okay, so these the first attack swinging at it will be uh, five damage. And then it'll kind of jostle its face lid or whatever a little over. Like, I'm going to swing out with a right hook. And then I'm basically going to follow up with just a haymaker of a left for 12 da- or 13 damage. And then basically as it's a little staggered, I'm going to bas- come back with the right with an uppercut just right into that plate. And that's what I like to see. Um, 15 damage. Nice. So Indra, doing your um, doing your Street Fighter combo, um, you uh, you bash it one way, then the other, and you follow up with a um, smack directly to the middle of that plate, and you feel that last hit. You feel your paws, you feel fur get ripped out as each time you are striking this thing, and your feet are trying to stick to it. But you manage to pull it back to the time, and now that that nameplate of Swole Number Two has a nice big fist mark indent into it. Good job. All right, Kyra, <coughs> you are up. Okay, um, I'm going to jab this thing with my spear. That is going to be a 1d20 plus 3 for you. A little fox appears on the other side, flanking with her. That gives you an extra plus 2, so it's a plus 5 total. Plus 5 to the roll? Yep. Um, That is, I guess, a 20. Not natural. That'll hit it. Um, go ahead and roll a 1d8 plus 2. Okay. 7. 7. All right. Now add. Uh, now roll a 1d4. Uh, that's the triangle one, right? Yep. That's the pyramid one that nobody wants to step on. Okay. Um, that's a 4. Damn, alright, now roll a reflex save. Okay. It is a 18. 18. Man, you guys are just owning this. Kyra, you go in and you and it, it reaches up look, with his meaty arm to try and grab your flaming spear, and then kind of quickly realizes that it's trying to grab a flaming spear and you just jam it kind of inside of the like lid in the hinge and it just goes and you just kind of pull your spear back ripping out you see that there's bits and pieces of like it looks like flesh stuck to your spear from that adhesive in it in it but um it's looking pretty bad now it's, it's now you can see that it's bleeding some sort of weird gooey substance onto the ground and it looks pretty hurt um nice job Kyra. what are you gonna do now and this Kabolo goes, I assume. We can't hear you. Uh, I'm not gonna take the. Um, I'm gonna try for just the one gourd and not take minuses, right? 
Um, the gore. So the way the natural attacks works is that that's just how they, the, you will not. You'll take the same. It's the same roll. You could have them do a single gore attack and then try to get away and try to like move, retreat, but um, you you'd take minuses regardless. Like that's the, the gore attack will always be a plus four. The two hooves will always be at minus one, regardless if you take one or multiple of them. So you might as well just do them all because you can fish for a higher uh, number, like a higher crit chance or something. Okay, Unless you I'll, want go. A reposition. I'll go ahead and try. All right. Do I add uh, the flanking bonus, Sola? Not this time. I have to re-implant the trick before you can use it again. Mm. Okay. Uh, so the first one is 18. That'll hit. Uh, 11. That won't hit. And um, 17. 17. That will hit. So first and last hit. It's going to be a uh, for Cabolo. That is one d eight plus one and a one d six. So one and eight. All right. So that he did a total of nine damage. And Cabolo rears up with his horns and stabs this chest as um, hard as he can, and flings it backwards across backwards um, across the way. Um, have Cabolo actually make a reflex save. Okay. That is. Let me see what his reflex is. Um, oh, it's at the very bottom. Oh, okay. Uh, 25. 25. He manages to pull his horns back without pulling the entire chest with him. Alright. Good job, Kyra. Um, as his friend, partner, buddy, whatever, gets thrown across the way, this thing just laughs hard. (laughs) And it eventually kind of seems to come to its senses at the end of its turn. <laughs> Otto, you're up. Uh, I'm just gonna go reload the the heavy crossbow. Okay. And that's a full round action. All right, that brings us to Sola. Okay. Uh, well, that's not good. But. I think I'm going to simply scamper back around and like hop up and tag uh tag her back and give her the trick again. Alright, you give um Anita the not Anita, excuse me, Kyra the flanking trick. Anita's in a different game. Yes. Um, um and I'll keep staring at that chest. Alright, you stare at the chest more. Indra, you're up. Sorry, I was muted. Um, <laughs> then your turn doesn't count. Hmm. I am going to five foot step and. Well, no, actually. I am going to stand back here and do kind of the same 
deal and do a quick flurry of two shurikens. Alright, go ahead and roll. That is... oof. Um, does a 16 hit? A 16 does hit. Okay. <coughs> and then... Does a higher than a 16 hit? Yes. Yes. Uh, so that would be... What's the damage on those? The first one will be four damage as it kind of chunk or just thunks in heavily to the wood. And the quick follow-up one will be another four damage as it kind of thunks in right beside it. <laughs> and I will adopt a you know, ready to pose, looking at this thing, kind of arms raised. Oh, right, it so takes either... an additional damage from that as well. How much? Just one. So and five minus... and five. Minus one. And minus one, because Sola has the meanest glare in this side of the cave. <laughs> so you throw those two <laughs> shuriken out, and now to either side of that, you know, you've, you've already... Killed swole number two, now it's time for swole number one. As you see the shur shuruki I can't say that. I'm not gonna try. Um Could they I? embed themselves they embed themselves to either side of the nameplate, um making it look like it's got some sort of weird eyebrows. <laughs> um Kyra, you are up. Hmm. Well The other one's still stuck with Adhesa, right? The other one is dead. No, the one where Right now, currently. Yeah, on. the other the other one still has its adhesive on it. Um, how's that looking? Like just um, overall? It looks a little beat up, but it still looks like it's got some fight left in it. I am going to use the patented Sola idea and attempt cause fear. All right, what does cause fear do? Causes fear. <laughs> I just need to look at this. Makes him a skirt. That is going to be a will save. If they are affected, they become frightened. If it is, if it succeeds, it is shaken. So it has an effect no matter what happens. Also, he's still taking that minus two to his will. So minus two that will save. Let me see. Um, do you know your um, save DC there, Kyra? Um, what is your oh charisma? My. It is a nineteen. Nineteen. Well, actually, I think I let me go look at your saves. Actually, I know what your saves are. That cause fear is a first level spell, which means your save is fifteen. Which means that he rolled a he rolled a total of seventeen, which means that he still succeeds he succeeds on his will save. However, he is shaken because Cosphere does something. It's shaken for one round. What does that mean? Shaken creature takes minus two penalty on attack rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. Hooray. Alright, and that brings it around to its turn. Um well, it's kind of fucked, but um, I think it's gonna take a uh, it's gonna take a five foot step forward, and it is going to try and sock you there, uh, Indra. One of I these can... days, pow! Right to the moon, right to the fucking kisser. No, 
uh, minus two. What's your AC, Indra? 22. Finally, he fucking hits you. He rolled it. He got exactly 22. You know what I was going to say? I let it hit me. (laughs) That's what I was actually going to say. All right. um, So let's see. You take how much damage? I need to get my dice out. They're all still packed away. Um, plus six. Indra, you take ten points of damage as this thing just clock cold. Like, you were going to let it hit you, and then it just cold clocks you in the face. And, um, you are now, um, you are now considered grappled. Mm-hmm. All right, well, and that's, um, that's its turn, I guess. <laughs> It looks almost surprised to that advantage to hit you. <laughs> Otto, you are up. I'm just gonna move up here, and I'm gonna fire the heavy crossbow again. Since that actually worked last time. Go ahead and roll your right. attack. That will hit it. Um, you fire heavy crossbow, but it's unfortunately just a glancing blow as the bolt kind of shears off of it. You do seem to do cut some damage, but not much. Oh, good try. All right, Sola, you're up. Uh, as soon as it, as somebody attacks, no, as soon as it attacks somebody, I'm going to cast a spell. But uh, right. so, so here's my plan. The way that I'm looking, it does it actually look like that picture? Is that actually what it looks like? Yeah, it does look like that. Just big arms, big buff arms, and uh, short stubby legs. All right, as soon as it tries to attack anybody, I'm going to use open close to force its lid shut so its eyes can't see out. That's I'll allow that. That's pretty funny. Clever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, for those of you who can't see it, the uh, sprite icon, it's got basically a chest with two big buff arms and two tiny stubby legs sticking out of it. And the chest mouth is a little bit open with like two eyes kind of peering out of it. So that's pretty funny. All right. Uh, Indra, you are up. You are grappled. Okay, give me just one moment so that I can make sure that I'm doing this right. Okay, and what is my... Where the hell... Okay. Seeing as this thing, like, what is it stuck to? Um, Uh, like... Did its fist kind of just, like, hold me there? Yeah, basically, you are, like, stuck to, like, its <coughs> arm and its fist. It's, like, across, like, you know, you're, like, your neck and your face, and you're trying to, like, kind of grab it and move it off of you, and you can't actually seem to get it off. Okay. I won't attempt to. Oh, yes! So that is a... I bet it's high. Okay, so that is a 26 as I wrap my arm around his and attempt to take control of the grapple. We're still grappled, but I'm in control. Uh, It's my CMB versus its CMD. Let us see. All right. Uh, Oops, I went away from there. Let's see what its CMD is. 
Uh, your CMB was, what was it? 26? Uh, I think it was, yeah. Alright, um, 26. So, yeah, you grapple it back, so now you are both grappled. Well, we're already both grappled. Uh, so, grappling so now, now you're in control, yeah. Yeah, so now I am in control of the grapple. And so based uh, on the yeah, based on the verbiage that I'm reading, you are still technically stuck to it. The way the grapple language reads is that you actually cannot get free while it is alive unless you have some sort of like solvent. Yep. Um so basically you whether you're the attacker or the defender, you have certain options while you're grappled. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> you can attempt to escape attack while you're grappled, all sorts of things like that if you can. But you can also attempt to take control. That makes you the attacker and it the defender. You all have the negatives because everything is still grappled. Mm -hmm. But, uh, so now I gain a lot of neat shit that I can do next round, and it's got a lot of penalties as well. Alright. Good job. Like, for instance, it attempting to maintain that is going to be a bitch. (laughs) All right, that brings us to Kyra's turn, and Kyra unfortunately had to step out for a restroom break, but we will continue moving. So let's see, she is going to... How long does her spell last? Um, Does her flame spell last that long? I don't know if it does. Uh, Where is her link? She sent it to us. There it is. Okay, it's on metal. One round a level. One round a level. So it's been about two rounds. This is probably her third round. Probably the last round. Yeah, so she's still got it. All right, I just wanted to make sure. Um, I think she's going to take a five-foot step this way. And she is going to attempt to make a um, Sunspear attack. Um, You said you'd bestow the flanking upon her again? Yeah, and I'm also going to crack my blind on this one. All right. So, 13 will not hit for Kyra. Uh, it's um, completely denied its dex bonus when it's blind. Completely denied its dex bonus. Still won't hit. Damn. Um, and the next... Uh, it also has a negative 2 to its uh, armor class. Yeah, it's got a minus 2. Even with a minus 2 and the dex bonus being lost, it still um, does not hit. It's just, okay. just She's just under it. Um, and then Cabolo is going to be this attack, then this attack twice. Let's see, that is a crit from Cabolo. That is a hit, hit, a crit, and a miss. Let's do a crit <coughs> confirm. That is not a crit confirm. So Cabolo hits, uh, Cabolo hits twice, once with his gore attack and once with his hoof attack. Let us see. It's going to be a 1d8 plus 1 and a 1d6. All right. Um, Kyra does... uh, Cabolo does a 6 and a 5 for damage. Minus 6, minus 5. Slamming into him, but that means that it needs to be followed up with two reflex saves because... These things are annoying. Where is the reflex at? Uh, 
There it is. Reflex. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Cabolo's got a pretty solid reflex save. And... Gets that. Gets that. Cabolo is perfectly fine. Alright, that brings it to its turn. It is grappled. It's gonna attempt to make a... It's gonna try and get control of the grapple itself. Okie dokie. What's your CMD? My CMD is currently five higher because I'm in the control, so... Uh, 32. 32. Alright, let's see if this can do it. It could do it. Could, it can do it. It's not impossible. But it doesn't, because it rolled a 4. <laughs> <laughs> so, nope, that fails for it. That's it for that. Um, uh, it'll attempt to kind of, like... It's probably never had something take it, the grapple from it. So it's going to be like... Hur <laughs> You just see, you just see it going, trying to like grab you and pull at you and like drag you down, and it just, it's you guys, you guys watch like this epic wrestling match between a chest with arms and your monk bunny. <laughs> All right, um, seeing as that's kind of a action solo, your saved action I think would trigger on that because it's tempting to do something like that. You were waiting for it to try something. Uh, I already sprung my, my triggered action. Oh, okay, because it made an attack. Gotcha. Okay, um, moves on to auto. Uh, I'm just going to go reload. And that's my turn. Alright, oh, you reload. <laughs> Wonder if I should have you making endurance checks for loading that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, Sola, you're up. Uh, I'm going to use Mage Hand to assist him in reloading his crossbow. That way uh, he can start doing it in less than a round. Um, I would say that helps. Yeah, so... Uh, okay. You would have had, I don't know if that was... Since he's already taken his turn, I don't know if, if you would have done that first. Then yes. So next round, that can take effect um, of using Mage Hand if he wants to reload. The so next time he wants to reload. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I'm basically just going to be maintaining that so that he can do that in the future because uh, I can't do a lot right now. <laughs> that's all right. All right. Indra, you are in a wrestling match with a box. What do you do? I fall You're in a literal action. box match. <laughs> and I start beating the shit out of it. All right. Let's see it. All right. That'll be a 17 on armor class. That'll hit. A 16. That'll also hit. And that is... Okay, so a 17 again. Those all three hit. Also give me three reflex saves. Oh, shit. Let me... So that is... My reflex is down by two. So that's... Uh, 22... That makes it. 21. That Jesus. still makes it. And that is a 19. Damn it. All right, all three of those hit, and you still make them, so go ahead and roll your damage. Yeah, dex is my, uh, my stat. <clears throat> okay. Your GM will remember this. That'll be... Uh, eight damage as I just like 
I'm holding it with basically locked to me with one arm kind of wrapping around its thick arm. Yeah. And so I kind of grin as it takes tries to take control. And then I raise my free arm and start <laughs> wailing on it. So that's the first strike will just be my fist coming down. And it's just going to be basically that repeated just wailing. All right. The second one will do... 11 damage, and the third one will do 10 damage. Add one more to that, please. Alright, well that is enough for uh, this box to be beaten in. You just sit there and you grab it and you just beat it in its fucking brass plate that says swole number one until you are the swole number one. <laughs> I take it as a belt buckle. <laughs> You beat it so hard it just flies off with two little hoops for a belt buckle. And with that, you guys are out of combat after killing them. Indra, you feel after a few seconds after um, it ceases its movements, you feel like kind of able to, you, you feel like the adhesive slides off of you and you're able to finally move again. Then I, when that happens, I release the grapple. <laughs> like, finally. <laughs> Schlump. All right, good job, you guys. What do you do now? Uh, I'm going to go sniffing after that. Um, somebody detected magic, and we detected magic in one of them. So we should check that out. I believe it was swole number two. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to swole number one. I'm just going to open up its lid to kind of look at what these creatures actually look like. So it's the first time I've ever fought a mimic in any of my games. Really? Yeah, that's one of the basic ass creatures that I have never fought. Oh, yes, well, yeah. this was a modified version. I have no idea. I, mean, I think make actually sure. they can mimic everything, so the chest part is actually part of the body. Yeah, the way the mimic typically works is that they can just be anything. Like you could have a Nintendo Switch mimic or something like that. It could be anything. Um, you kind of crack it open, and you can see it's, you know, you 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 can open you you open chests. The inside of this does not look like a chest. It looks like an esophagus with like weird bits of like organs hanging in and out in really weird ways. You see two eyes that are just um, X'd out, um, flopping around as you open up the top of the chest, and uh, you reach your arm in, kind of fishing around, and you manage to pull out some kind of a haul. Um, I'm going to say you managed to pull about 20 gold worth out of it and um, a forearm. Uh, I'm going to use press the digitation to clean that stuff off as he pulls it out. Also <laughs> him. Otherwise it will smell, I'm sure. Um, and did somebody say they were searching spool number two? Uh, after seeing how disgusting it is inside there, I think somebody else should do it. I will search through it and pry it open like a like I'm eating crab legs and just crack. All right, Indra, make a strength check. I just want to see how well this goes for you. Let me see what my strength is. It's not one of the stats that I usually keep track of. Okay. Can I do a knowledge check on the ability? Possibility of mimics. That'll be a twenty. Uh, do you see a twenty? So a check for what? What are you trying to know exactly? Uh, how edible they are. 
Um, from your knowledge check earlier, they're not edible. They're they're really not. Okay. I'd assume these ones' bodies would be rather fibrous. Yep. Um, and then a twenty. Uh, Indra with a, like with a groan, like huh, crack. You pull out. You pull the top of it off its hinges, spraying out that kind of viscous fluid uh, from its body. But you can now see inside of it. Uh, you fish around for a bit. You get about fifteen more gold, and you get a um, a large. I'm gonna say blue um like collar um the collar itself is maybe i don't know it's probably it looks about as like it looks like it could fit around your head does this Um, collar have a specific name on it it does it in fact has a heart-shaped tag on it that is labeled pookie uh you said that this is magical uh, Indra, as you, no, Otto, as you were uh, watching all this kind of happen and casting Detect Magic, which I think you said you were doing, um, yeah. the magic source does appear to be coming from this collar. Uh, that's a magic collar. Uh, can I appraise it or spellcraft to see what magical effects it has? Um, yeah, give me a spellcraft check. Do, do, do. Spellcraft go 30. 30. All right, let me see. One second. I need to make sure I understand. Spellcraft of 30. So, um, you take a look at this large collar and you realize it is imbued um, with the spell... Uh, with the spell Speak with Animals. Oh, uh, hmm. Guess all that'd be handy. Uh, apparently, you can speak with animals if you wear this. Don't know why a badger would want that, but um, kind of what you the the general gist you get is because it's enchanted. It looks like the spell is used in the opposite way around. You can tell that the spell used to make it was speak with animals, but it looks like it was reversed in the creation of this um, uh, in the creation of this item. So it looks to be, as you kind of like turn it over and kind of examine it, that if you place this collar on an animal, say a large badger or a dog or something, it would allow them to speak. Huh? That's practical. I put it on crouton. <laughs> Yes, nothing to say. Uh, I cough a little bit. Death. Death all. Okay. I, 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 I will. Yeah. It, I will point at the uh, the little fox. Uh, question: Is this forearm human? Ah, uh, give me a... a medicine check or heal check, I guess. Oh, that's medicine is not skill. It's heal. It's uh, whatever is the body. You're a nurse. You know these things. True. I uh, am going to attempt to read the aura of this caller. Damn it. To see if uh, that's an eight. maybe what was felt when it left its owner. Basically, I'm trying to see if I think the badger's dead. All right. Um, so we'll start with um, we'll start with Indra, who got an eight. Uh, Indra, you look at it. Look, looks like bones. Um, 
I mean, it looks like you. I mean, the best you can tell is that it ha- it has a hand, um, and it was an arm of some sort. But that's about all you get from it. Gotcha. Uh, Sola, you kind of concentrate for a minute, and um, basically, if the badger is more than CR two, I don't get anything. Let me see what bad what level CR it is. It is. It is exactly CR two. Um, and so you you feel this kind of collar. You kind of sense its aura. And the last kind of final few impressions you get um, is just kind of hunger, pain, and confusion. And just kind of abruptly stops. Like the feeling just kind of abruptly ends. Well, as they as I clean the collar before they put it on me, <laughs> um, I'll kind of shake myself a little bit, kind of work my mouth like I'm not quite used to this kind of thing anymore, and say, I don't think the badger survived this. Um, you guys, uh, the rest of you watch as Sola steps into this large collar, like it, it looks like <coughs> a belt to start off with. But as uh, she dons it, or attempts to, the collar itself starts to shrink and um, fit itself um, snugly around her neck. Um, everything else on it stays the same. She's still There's still a heart-shaped tag on it, and they labeled Pookie. But it seems to be appropriately sized for her minuscule fox form, one of the benefits of some enchanted items. What do you all wish to do? Oh, man... I will kind of say, does it allow you to understand? You still understand us just fine, correct? Well, I never didn't understand you. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, You still understand us, right? Is kind of what I'm getting at. Like, just making sure magic's weird. Uh, Just... So, I look confused at you and kind of say, why are you making those noises? I'll be like, He's dead, Jim. <laughs> uh, and that is a 29 bluff. <laughs> Go ahead and make a sense motive, Indra. I was going to say. I don't even remember what the friggin' roll against that. That's a what uh, bluff? Sense motive. It's a 29. Oh, 29? Okay. If I crit, I I understand the joke. I did, in fact, not crit. <laughs> Indra, um, you you look down at Sola, this little companion who you've, you've grown a little bit attached to in a day and a half. You've been traveling together. <laughs> and, my God, it can't understand any of you. I take the collar back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Is anyone else fooled by it? Everyone make a sense motive. Let's go see. Let's just see if anybody can beat that. Oh gosh! Oh wait, that was Crouton. <laughs> Crouton got a crit on its sense motive. Crouton knows what's up. He rolls his eyes. I kind of get it uh, through. Actually, do I get it? I also. I it. Me and Crouton have got it. Uh, wait. Huh. Crouton 
on crits, and Risotto crit fails. <laughs> Crouton knows what's happening, and I would say because it's a crit, um, how it's a fail. Actually, because it's a stupid animal, I, I'm more confident. No, no. <laughs> Kyra, uh, you can, you kind of snicker at the joke. Uh, well, I give up the game after I see that everybody is actually maybe a little bit worried, and nobody, nobody understood that I was pranking them. I just start laughing and rolling in the snow. Take that. Me and Crouton but, uh, were the only ones who knew. <laughs> I think. Also, uh, just because of the way that the effect that I'm under kind of works. As it kind of snugs in, it kind of sinks into my body and out of sight. <laughs> I will make a reference to Yellow Snow as I kind of <laughs> slowly continue exploring the cave a little bit, just giving it a... making sure there's not anything left behind. Um, you look around and, you know, kind of digging around in the snow a little more deep, deeply, you see that there's not much, just some bones and other things in here. Kind of about what you saw. Just, it looks like the mimics were the latest creature to take residence in this, um, in this cave and, uh, poor Pookie Rottlesbottom the third did not survive his encounter with them. Should we probably take it and like, uh, like wrap it up as much as we can take? Um, uh, you don't really did, find anything specifically. You find like bones that are assorted. You don't really find I, any like pits. I'm gonna. That's a badger. I'm gonna cough the the collar back up and like take the Pookie nameplate off of it carefully. Uh, that way we have something to give back to the uh, the store owner. And so, and also, I want to clarify something. So you said the effect that you're under is that because like um, are you saying that because like your equipment melds with you when you become a fox form or? Yeah. I would say that because you're putting this on separately and that it's not like equipment that is transforming with you, you would still stay on as probably like a collar. Does that make sense? Like uh, the same the same reason that like if you put on armor, it wouldn't just meld with you and then you can't use armor. Actually, like would, it would. Oh, okay. We'll go. Just send me the rules and then we'll go through it later. We'll go. And we'll, I'll take a look sure, at that. Sure thing. Because I, I, maybe I misunderstand. Anyways. Um, yeah, so you take out the collar and you, um, take the heart-shaped pookie, and, um, you see on the back it says Roddle's Bottom 3. And, yeah, um, you guys successfully defeated the two mimics. Good job. Yeah, I didn't think anyone took any damage. Oh, I did. No, Indra did, but you guys, you guys did okay. pretty good. I can yeah, do, uh, the three light... spells. I can do um, healing for you, Andrew, if you'd like. Uh, sure. I look like I took a 10 damage to the face. <laughs> well, good thing, because I only have a low <laughs> low healing for that. That reminds, well. me of this, like, that reminds me of this quote I saw, and it was like, um, the cleric was like, Barden, how much HP do you need? And the DM's like, no, no, your character wouldn't say that. You don't know that kind of thing. Oh, sorry, Barden, on a scale of 1 to 52, how do you feel? <laughs> wow. Okay, so the first, the cure light wounds is just one, uh, 1d8, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, 28 plus, plus caster level, so plus 3. Or no, plus 2, excuse me, because you are not a full-blooded oracle. Plus 3, okay. Plus 2. It is a 5. 5. Nice. Five back. And um, I think with that, I will call the session to a close here. Uh, thank you guys for playing. Thank whoever is listening now, once we post these. And, um, yeah. You guys did really good. You keep consistently mashing everything I get throw at you. So, obviously, I need to step it up. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Farewell.